Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 13 of Hoosier Picks podcast. Uh, I am Skyler, here joined by um, a common cast of characters, Rego, Tommy, and Noah. How are we doing, guys? Great. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It is a Saturday afternoon. IU is getting the doors blown out at Maryland. Um, We've had a couple of drinks, so... um, I don't know, take what we say with a grain of salt, but with a, a bucket full of anger. Um, we're going to jump into it real quick. Bourbon beat of the week. We're going to jump into this. Um, Tommy, you've got the... Yeah. You've got the bottle there. Um, it's a local local um, distillery. You want us to tell us, tell us a little bit about the uh, whiskey that we're drinking or the bourbon that we're drinking? Yeah, so uh, we're drinking Hotel Tango bourbon whiskey, not their, uh, no, what's the, is it Bravo? It's Bravo, Bravo. Bourbon, yeah. So Hotel Tango is, is a, what's called an artisan craft distillery, and we're actually in Fountain Square right now. We're less than a mile from the location where this bourbon was made, uh, but Hotel Tango was started, I believe, five years ago. I've kind of followed them. I, I actually went to their grand opening. I went to the the their first whiskey release. I have one of their first whiskey bottles. Big fan. Um, they just did kind of a rebranding. This is one of the old bottles. Um, but Hotel Tango gets its name from um, the phonetic alphabet for, for the military. So the owners are, I think it's Hillary and Travis. So Hotel is a, the phonetic H. Um, and tango is the, is the phonetic T. So all their, like Bravo bourbon is, they use the phonetic alphabet to, gotcha. to, to explain. Uh, okay. Victor vodka, um, Romeo rum, but it, it's a very cool place. Oh. I recommend going. It's here cool. here in Indianapolis in Fountain Square. A lot of cool places in Fountain Square. Um, that's what we're drinking. Do they use military time on there for any? Any indication? Uh, I don't think there. That is. would be super meta, but it's yeah. a very it's a good whiskey and it's local. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, are they veterans? Yes, uh, Travis was. He was actually. I think he was harmed in uh, in the mil- in uh, at war. Right. And so, I actually believe that they're the first ever. I don't know how they say it, but disabled veteran owned distillery in america no kidding yeah so well, hotel cool. tango for you yeah great bourbon you go there they have they make craft cocktails they're delicious uh, all fresh ingredients highly recommend it well and above that thank you for your service travis yes yeah. yes above and all that. your your service in the past and your service currently yep to serving us this uh bourbon Noah, the beat of the week. Yeah, you were talking about it just a little bit ago. What was it? Was uh, what game? Uh, Baylor, Georgia. I had the over at forty-one on that game. Georgia scored a touch. Was it Georgia or Baylor? I can't remember. Someone scored a touchdown with four minutes to go. Somebody want to look that up? Someone. Oh, so Baylor scored a touchdown with four minutes to go in the third quarter to make it forty total points. I need one more point. I had that bet in a parlay. It wasn't a huge parlay. I think it was doing like 35 bucks. I was tired. I went to bed. 
I was like, got this one in the bag. <laughs> Woke up the next morning. Wrong. Zero more points the last 19 minutes of the game. I couldn't tell you what happened um, because I was really just too pissed to go back Not and look much. at the yeah, Not much. go back and look at what happened. But all I know is they had 19 minutes to score two points. Don't care how they did it. They didn't make it happen. So I would say that's the bad beat of the week. Um, pretty disappointing. Cost me a bet. It is what it is. All right. Praying you can have a floor back now since you. So rude. I'm going to edit it out, but. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any money on the game. So, you know, I can't sympathize with you, but I can okay. empathize. I've been there before. So, there's the uh, the bad beat of the week presented by Hotel Tango, local uh, distillery here in uh, Fountain Square, Indianapolis. Moving on to a new, this is a segment, and then there's segments within the segments. Um, it's like the Inception it's segment. A, it is, it is um, a, I like it. A, a, a segment. A segment within a segment within a segment. Within within a a segment. segment. Whoa. Um, we might have just found a little, uh... Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> here with us today. Regan, do you want to explain, um, the inception of this segment? Um, what we're going to be talking about, kind of what we're doing, um, just go. So it's, we're basically just breaking down and, and everybody's going to get on their pedestal and they're going to talk and it's kind of like a two minute drill that you've got the floor for two minutes. Um, hopefully somewhat uninterrupted as long as the seas don't part um, and someone gets off track. But two minutes or so um, just to talk what's on your mind, something sports related. Fuck you. If there's a comeback, there's going to be some interruptions. Um, okay, so who wants to start out? Uh, I don't so care. Let Thomas start. He's prepared. You want to start? I'm always prepared. I'm always prepared. All right, go ahead. The floor is yours. So I'm going to go over the NFL playoffs. Uh, main focus, let's start with wild card weekend. That's what we got right today, starting today at 4.30, whatever time. It's a weird time, like 4.35. But anyway, so we got the Bills playing the Texans. Uh, I think the Bills are going to win this game, and I, I like the bet because they're actually at uh, – I think I got them at plus three, but I like them straight up, honestly. I think they're – uh, defense is one of the best. I think they're top three in the league. I think they give up about 16 points per game, under 300 yards. Um, I just I think they win. I don't think the Texans score enough points. Um, the Titans, I think the Titans are going to beat the Patriots. That's that's my big upset. Um, it's hopeful thinking. I'm a Colts fan. I hate the Patriots, but you know the Patriots don't have a bye week. They're not used to that. They don't have any time to cheat, you know. Well, let's just put it out there. It's plain and simple. They're, they just lost to the Dolphins in a game that they needed to win. Uh, I'm riding Tannehill. I'm riding Derrick Henry. Go Titans. Uh, I think they're at plus five right now, so I like that bet as well. Saints play the Vikings tomorrow. Saints, I think Saints win. I think it's easy. I think they're just – they're at home. Their offense is too much offense. Um, then we got the Seahawks, Eagles. Um, you know, I, Eagles barely snuck in. They're really not that good, in my opinion. 
that division sucked. That's the only reason they're in the playoffs. Um, you got the Russell Wilson effect, and and let's just talk about it. Beast mode. Beast mode's on the team. I like the hype that he's brought. You know, what, whatever he's got left in the tank, I don't really think it matters. But he's a living legend for Seattle, and and I think uh, that's got him hyped up. Hopefully, I would love to see him run five guys over on one play, but I don't know if he's still got that in his tank. Um, so that that kind of wrap up wraps up wild card weekend. But I'm just going to go ahead and go on it and, and kind of get my predictions for the the rest of the playoffs. So um, I like the Ravens would be playing the Bills. Um, I like the Ravens in that game. I think the Ravens are one of the best teams if not the best team in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. Um, Chiefs then would be playing against the Patriots. I think the Chiefs win that game. Uh, I think Pat, Patty Mahomes is back. I think uh, that Chiefs are a team to look out for, I think. Um, they seem to have found their groove again. I, I, I can't wait. To, I hope that game happens because I can't wait to see Ravens-Chiefs. Uh, that will be one entertaining game with two entertaining quarterbacks. Uh, so that's AFC 49ers um, Seahawks would be next which just happened last week Um, literally came down to like an inch great great game yeah it came down to I think uh, was it Metcalf I don't know who it was but it's a tight end Hollister yeah Hollister Um, Hollister was about what an inch short of, of winning the game I do think the 49ers are better, though. I think uh, 49ers win. Then the Saints would be playing the Packers. I think Saints are Saints are playing in the wild card weekend, but I really think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, 49ers-Saints is, again, another – would be another great matchup in the NFC Championship. Um, that game was last-second field goal, right, earlier this mm-hmm. season. Um, would love to see that. I actually – think the 49ers would pull that one off. Um, I think they would be home. So I, I I have the Super Bowl Ravens 49ers, which again is another repeat of a great game that already happened. I have the Ravens winning. Uh, that was a last-second field goal too, wasn't it? Yeah, or Justin close? Tucker, I think, hit a last-second one in the rain. Yeah, so I think that one was closer because Lamar Jackson couldn't use all his skill because the weather was terrible in that game. And honestly, Noah, you'll appreciate this. Justin Tucker is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I draft him every year on all my fantasy teams. He is an X factor. He is a machine. Noah, I think you've kicked. I kicked with him. Kicked yeah. with him before, but I think Lamar Jackson, JT, together Super Bowl champs. Go Ravens. Is Justin Tucker our age? Tucker. Tucker. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Justin Tuck a little older and a monster. Justin Tucker, yes. Also, also a uh, repeat Super Bowl. Yes. Which will the lights go out? That's, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Will uh, Kaepernick come back? Um, <laughs> will Ray Lewis come back? Yeah, Ray Lewis. Will I bet he will give the pregame pep talk. Tommy, um, a few of the uh, points you made. Um, I was reading an article on uh, Bet Indiana. News. By the way, did I make it in two minutes? I tried. 
I don't think I did, but I think you were close. I wasn't timing you. You were you were just over. Um, but a couple of articles, actually one article in particular, I was reading about Wild Card Weekend on Bet Indiana News. Um, right now on Saturday, the public is very split between both games. There is a wide, or, or there is not as much of a margin of the public not taking um, one team. Meaning that right now you have got um, the wise guys. Tommy, I think you said this. You took Buffalo at plus three. Yes, I did. Coincidentally, I took that as well. The wise guys right now are taking Buffalo plus three, but they are backing off heavily on Buffalo plus two and a half. For whatever reason, um, this artic- the article um, said they were laying off, and they're calling it a sharp buyback when it hits three. So that bet right there, the public is all on the Texans, I believe. I didn't look at the statistics for this, but in the article did say that plus three is a great bet on that Buffalo game. Then in the um, now in the Patriots game, you said you took Tennessee to cover. I did. Okay. So right now, um, Bill Belichick, while he is a favorite versus a team he never played in the regular season, he's straight up sixteen and two, and against the spread, fifteen two and one. So a little bit of an uphill battle, but it has happened before. He has lost. Right now, it looks like money is that hev- that, that that bet there is. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of bias. The it, Patriots always seem to just it, like kick me in the nuts over and over again. So it, you gotta you gotta think this out. Ryan Tannehill against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at home. You get, you know. I understand there's bias, but I, I went ahead and took the Patriots on that. Um, but there is heavy money coming in on Tennessee on d- the money d- a line. A different Tom Brady. A different Tom Brady. Um, it's, One that can't beat it's, the Dolphins, it's, apparently. It's playoff Tom Brady. Same, the same Tom Brady that didn't beat the Dolphins last year on Super Bowl. It's playoff Tom Brady. Um, so in those two games, um, the Saturday games, there is a public split right now just based on the, on the numbers. <clears throat> On the Sunday games, however, it's one-sided. Right now, Saints-Vikings, um, 80% of the public is taking New Orleans on the 8.5. And, and uh, in the Seattle-Philadelphia <laughs> in the Seattle Philadelphia game, um, the public is on Seattle at the minus 1.5. So, um, two different games. Um, yeah, I, I like the – I don't think I even mentioned, but I like the Seahawks there. I don't – they're minus one and a half, I think, right now. Yeah, last I saw it was minus one and a half. Um, right now, I've got my alert set on that if that Philly game comes to plus three, um, that is also going to be where a lot of wise guy money is going to be placed. Um, it's it, it did get to two and a half, so tomorrow it might actually be bet two plus three. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that, again, was a long way of saying that I remember online. Did anybody... Interesting question. Did anybody have any futures on who who would win the Super Bowl? I did not. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't do. No. Any, I most of my futures are in college. Yeah, I I don't have it either. I just was interested. I actually I almost did the Ravens went like in the middle of their winning streak, but I held off. I do like that Super Bowl though. Super Bowl though, the Ravens 49ers. Yeah, um, I think it would be. A great game. Yep. There's a lot of great potential matchups in a 
in the like like I said in the in the playoffs that could happen and a lot of a lot of games that were great in the season that might be um, you know revenge battles or whatever you want to call them but I I think the playoffs is going to be great I I do also like because um, you said you you took the Titans to cover right yes okay you took Titans to cover but meaning the Patriots would still win I actually think I might have put a little bit of money money line too just because. Well, in your in your final four in the AFC um, semifinals, you had Kansas City versus the Pats, which I do think is the matchup, and I do think Kansas City is going to win that as well. So I do think in the AFC title game, we're going to get Ravens Kansas City. That would be depending I did, on. I did say Raven Chiefs Pats, didn't I? I meant to say Chiefs Titans. <laughs> oh, you meant Chiefs Titans? Yeah. Okay, because well, I picked the Titans to win. Okay, the Patriots. That was that was a mistake on my part. Nonetheless, you've got the uh, AFC Championship Ravens um, Chiefs, which I do think that's going to yeah. be a great outcome. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs are hot. I think they win their first game, no matter who they play. I was going to piggyback probably on Wild Card Weekend a little bit as well. Um, well, then fucking chime in, man. Uh, I'm gave Tommy the floor. That's what we said. So, uh, just a little bit. I had very similar picks to Tommy. I have uh, first game. What's the first game? Uh, Bills Texans. Ah, that's the one where we varied a little bit. So. I did place two bets on that one, two separate parlays. I took the over, and I got the over at, I think it may have been 41. I may be slightly wrong, but I got the over before it started going up. I think I got it at 41 it, it early was, in the week. It was at 43, 44? Yeah, I think I actually think if you can get it at 44 and hit it under, I think that's a great bet. Oh, see, I thought 44 was even still low, so if you got it at 41... Damn. Yeah, I got it early in the week. Sorry, I should have had this pulled up. Bambino bets. So, uh, you know, like I said, there was a one. Titans the other one. Which? That is, no way. Yeah. No, if we want, if we want to bring him up, he's. I got over forty-one and a half. I'm sorry, over forty-one and a half. Nice. I took the over. I did take. So I took the Texans minus three. So opposite of you two, the reason I did that one. J.J. Watt's playing. I think he's going to bring a little bit extra energy to the game. It's a home game. Josh Allen has not played in the playoffs. I think that is going to be an X factor. I think it's going to be a difference. Um, Deshaun Watson has to show up at some point. Don't know when it's going to happen. Tough defense to play against, but I would imagine he has got to be um, what did Dabo call him, the Michael Jordan of football. He's got to do something in this game today. I think the X factor could be someone that's played in Indiana before, Will Fuller. Um, DeAndre Hopson, Hopkins is going to get the matchup with, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but something white. He's the DB's all-pro for the, the Bills. So that leaves Fuller on the other side. I think he has to have a big game. He's been known to have some drops. I think if he shows up today, Texans win. Fuller is so fast. Yeah. So fast. I think he's an X-factor today. Uh, second game, I took the Titans plus 4.5. I do think it's going to be tough playing against the Patriots D. Um, they're always tough to beat at Foxborough. I think if Derrick Henry keeps rolling, that's how they win the game. Uh, moving on to tomorrow, I took the Saints. Money, uh, no, not money line spread. I got them at minus eight. I think this game's going to be tough. Saints did lose two years ago on that, what they call it, the Minnesota Miracle, Stephon Diggs touchdown. I think the Saints are going to have a little bitter taste in their mouth still yeah. from that game. At I home, agree. I was at the Superdome. Less than a month ago, that place is electric. It's loud. It's tough to play. Since week 10, I think the Saints are scoring 36.5 points a game. 
I think Breeze is going to keep rolling. I actually took a, a prop bet in that game. I have Kamara and Michael Thomas scoring a touchdown. We'll see if that happens. But look for a big game from Jared Cook. He's a guy that I think's played really well lately. I think he could come up big tomorrow, and he's going to be the X factor in that one. Uh, last game, Seahawks. I took Seahawks just money line. I do wish they still had Chris Carson. Um, Penny was really starting to run the ball well. Those are both gone. Russell Wilson's had a really great year. Look for him to continue that. And the Eagles are just kind of limping into the playoffs. They've had a lot of injuries. I'm going to take them money line. If I need to rant about anything, it's about the Saints getting homered by the refs. Even at home, that's got to end. The past two years, bad breaks for the Saints. I think they win this game. It's going to be tough moving forward because they lose home field after this week. But I think this game they have to win. Um, just a lot of momentum going on. That is, I guess, my abbreviated rant. That's what I That's what I took. I, I, I agree with one thing big there that I think the Saints – Make it to the Super Bowl if they're home field advantage throughout. Yeah. That's it's huge. And they had such a good year. Honestly, they just needed the the Lions to hold on. And they were up big against the Packers. And they just needed them to hold on to that game. They lost with a field goal at the very end. And then they needed that touchdown by the Seahawks. That would have gave the Saints the one seed. So literally inches and seconds away from having home field advantage throughout. Didn't get it. It's going to be an uphill battle, um, I think, to make it to the Super Bowl. Is it possible with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara? Yes. Is it going to be tougher? For sure. Them playing in that dome, it's a whole new ball game. I like Michael Thomas. He's a monster. So good. That is, that's my rant. I didn't really have anything else, um, anything exciting or worthwhile for you guys. We were talking about that account that sends out those picks. The reason I don't like that bet at the 44 on the under is because he's explaining himself. Like, he's going through there, and he's, like, listening. He's, like, reading his mentions, talking about how many comments that are, like, I don't like – I just want you – like, when we send stuff out, he he seems petty to me. Like, if we send a pick out and it doesn't hit, well, damn us. You know, we also lost money. Like, it was was your fault for taking the advice. It's – it's it's us. It's like a service that we do to give you a pick that we feel good about. Granted, a lot of them are Reagan's picks, but granted, a lot of the times they hit. Whereas when his picks do hit or don't hit, he's always given explanations. Just move on, man. It's in the past. You can't change it. Um, that hell. That's my rant right there. That's my rant right there. Is that guy? I get it. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. Um, I'll also rant while we're waiting on Noah. You know that Geico commercial that they're coming out with, or they're bringing back, is it's the wood, the woodchucks chucking wood. He's like, "Hey, you woodchucks, quit chucking my wood." I know the commercial. It it makes me think of the how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? It's a Tom Wall saying. He'd chuck all the wood that a woodchuck could if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Exactly, but even within that, it's how much does the wood weigh? How big is the chuck? How far is he throwing it? Like, there's questions upon that that we need to be asking. How long is the wood chuck going to be allowed to chuck the wood? Think on that. Um, I am so. Like blown right now. Uh, Regan, do you want to get into your rant before or after we talk about college football real quick? Let's talk about college football. Okay. 
College football, we got the national championship. Um, it is LSU versus Clemson, depending on, um, I guess, your stance. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people believe that Ohio State should be in this game, but Ohio State shot themselves in the foot. I wanted to do a – They got screwed a little bit. Well, too. well, I want to I wanna touch on that because if you look at the numbers, Ohio State dominated time of possession – they had 100 yards more offense, more first downs. They rushed for 200 yards. If you're rushing for 200 yards and you lose the game, something's wrong. I will I will admit there were some questionable calls, um, but they still had eight penalties for 77 yards, and they seemed like they came at the most. Yeah. In opportunity. Not getting per- in the end that's zone. That's the perfect word I was looking not for. Not getting right? in the end zone hurt them. Exa- well, yeah, not being able to score touchdowns was big. So, um, the national championship game is um, LSU, number one, 14-0 LSU, versus number three, Clemson, uh, 14-0. This game opened LSU four and a half, minus four and a half. The over-under is at 69 and a half. That's what it opened at in is what it is currently. Um, but the current spread is LSU minus five and a half. Um, you guys got anything on this game? Any any takes? Real quick, real quick. I want to ask you guys something because I haven't we haven't talked about it yet but I was for that game I was kind of watching at times on my phone I was at a wedding um was the was that catch that was ruled incomplete was clearly a fumble a catch yes game changer right they actually went back and said afterwards, I think the officials reviewed it, and they said it should have remained a catch and fumble. I think the NCAA went back and said that they messed up, which doesn't make you feel good. I mean, it literally happened Saints-Rams last year to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's and that's for the national championship. I mean, it's, it makes you sick. Yeah. Don't even tell and me it, that. And Don't even do that. It's worse when you, ha- you have money on it, and it's like, well, I made the right bet, but just <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything went it, it, well, but what's funny about it is uh, Clemson was still the favorite. Like, yeah. they were – they were, but everybody said, no, Ohio State is the better team. Which so I the, thought was So then why did Clemson win? Like, that just – it doesn't make sense from yeah. a betting perspective that the better team lost. Um, some quick numbers on this game real quick. Um, the public uh, – 77% of the public is on LSU – um, 70% of the public is on the over. And What's the over up to? The over's at 69.5, hasn't moved. 70% of the public's on the over. I'm going to say take the under just because I feel like everyone thinks the over is the right play. That was going to be my take as well, um, so I'm glad that you just sporadically said that. Um, but the money line, it is 60-40 Clemson um, at plus 170. So although, I mean, Take it for what you want the numbers say. The public is on points and LSU, but they're also on Clemson as, as the value. So, um, Noah, Reagan, you guys got any – I think LSU is going to win. I, I like LSU. Yeah. I think their offense – I think their receivers um, – when you look at those, I think they have three receivers. Two have scored 18 touchdowns. One has scored 12. The LSU record for most touchdowns in the season was 12 by Dwayne Bowe. And they have three guys that are over that. Burrow playing the way he is. Um, they just got a linebacker back from suspension. That's pretty good. Um, I just 
And I don't even think Clemson should have won that last game. So I think LSU is a better team. Give me them minus five and a half right now. And um, I kind of want to take the over because I think they're going to be able to score. And I think Clemson is going to have to try to air it out to keep up. They may hit ETN out of the backfield uh, with some screen passes, some some things like that to get some points. But I like the over too. That game, the LS, or the OSU Clemson. When you look at it, there were opportunities that Ohio State gave to Clemson that they just didn't capitalize on. It was it was only a five point game, right? Two things that changed Ohio State's complete offense, in my opinion. One, J.K. Dobbins getting hurt. He was unbelievable before that. He still was good, but you could tell he wasn't the same. He couldn't explode. And two, something that I think people are overlooking, Justin Fields having the hurt knee, I think that changed their a little bit of his mobility as far as read options, extending plays. Um, I think that limited him with that big, bulky knee brace on. Nonetheless, uh, Clemson will face LSU in the National Championship game. So uh, follow our social medias. Um, I want to get our wild card weekends. We'll tweet that out. Um, but follow us on all the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, both at Who's Your Picks. Follow us on the Action app. Um, we'll, we need to share that somehow. Moving on to you, Reagan. Um, as we are sitting here, watch IU lose to Maryland by five or eight, whatever it is right now. You've got a rant, and you just sat up in a very aggressive position. So I'm going to sit back, grab this drink, and listen. Okay, we're switching to college basketball. And <clears throat> I've got two issues with college basketball. And it, part of it is, the, is college basketball's fault, and part of it is, is goes way before college basketball. Okay, number one, there is no exchange, there is no substitute for being able to shoot the basketball. I don't care if you're a sixth-grade team an NBA team, or anywhere in between, if you can't shoot the ball, you're going to struggle to score. I don't care who your coach is. You can have the best offensive coach in the history of society. If you can't put the ball in the hole, it ain't going to matter. And you look at IU, which it's just ironic that we're watching IU and their abysmal shooting right now. Um, but they're a, a great ex- example of if you can't shoot the ball, you're not going to be able to score. You have to be able to shoot in today's society. And I don't understand. We have all these specialized trainers out there that, that teach, you know, four ball dribbling, dribble between the legs, and all these fancy moves. Who does those in games? There's like five guys in the world that do that in games. Yep, all these parents are paying big money to send their kids to trainers so they can learn to dribble between the legs and do spin moves and shoot it behind their back. Like, bro, go to the garage or, or go to the hoop on top of the garage and start shooting jump shots because that's going to get you recruited way quicker than dribbling between your legs. Okay, there, there's there's no substitute for being able to shoot the ball. And that's a big problem with college basketball offenses right now. Okay, the second problem that I see with college basketball. Now, I think coaches are, are good, but I think they get a bad rap because a lot of times offenses get really stagnant. Part A of that is not being able to shoot. But the second part of that is kids don't understand how to play basketball anymore. Like, if, if the four of us went out and played a pickup game right now, my goodness would it be sloppy, but we would get open shots. We would screen for each other. We know we screens. We know what we're capable of. We know each other's strengths. We know which ones of us are the shooters. We know who can get the ball inside. We know how to play. So we could go play a pickup game, pick up somebody else that knows what they're doing, 
and go play and, and be able to function because we know what we're doing. You look out here, I watched Wisconsin and Ohio State last night. Ohio State's supposed to be the fifth best team in the country. Their offense, they stood around and watched Wesson go one-on-one -on -one in the post. Didn't go very well for them because they obviously lost. But IU has, you know, same issues. Standing around, people don't know how to play. It's like if there's not a ball screen, then, oh, my gosh, what do we do? I can't play. Where's, where, where's my ball screen? I need a ball screen. Like, we have lost in basketball the ability to play without the ball screen. And that is destroying college basketball. Obviously, college basketball is super entertaining. It's, it's probably always going to be super entertaining. But offenses are way worse now because we are so dependent upon a ball screen that trainers are teaching all these kids instead of learning how to play, instead of learning how to read a screen and knowing whether to tight cut or curl cut or come off and flare it. But the problem with that is if you come off a flare screen, kids can't knock down a shot off the move because we don't teach how to, how to shoot and move. And So those two are killing basketball. And, and, you know, you got these – we live in Indiana, of course, so you got all these people that are big – you know, oh, my gosh, Bob Knight's the greatest coach in the history of ever. Well, okay, a couple things Bob Knight had. One, they didn't set any ball screens. Two, all of his perimeter players could shoot on the move. They could all shoot, and they all could read screens, catch on the move, and shoot. We, we don't have that anymore. Very few teams have that. And maybe you could say something about recency because Virginia could do that last year, and they won it all. But – it's missing from society. If you want to be a good basketball coach at any level, find a way to get good shots that you can make without using the ball screen. I wanted to interrupt you like five times during that rant. That was such a fucking great rant, dude. That was when you well, especially when you said us four go pick up a random and go play. I was like, let's go right now. I would. I'd play IU right now. To your point. There's an account that I follow on Instagram. He is a drills coach. He has never posted anything that is more than one-on-one. -on -one. He's never posted a two-on-two, -two, a three-on-three, -three, a four-on-four, -four, full court, half court. Every one of his Instagram posts are a badass move. James Harden, Steph Curry style, one-on-one. -on -one, uh, or against nobody. That, of course, he hits. And it's like... Yeah, it's a, cool, cool, it's a cool move. It exactly, and and all these all these guys are you know they're they're like you said they're skill specific they're they're teaching these kids one on one but yet again when they get a guy without without a screen to open them up they can't get their own shot they can't create so I I I love that rant um, I know we weren't voting on rants but if we're voting on it I think you get the best I appreciate one. that I appreciate that you know. Uh, this was the only one that was mine wasn't a rant at all. I was just yeah, they were just talking about the NFL. I was actually mad because I'm mad at watching IU. I'm mad at Ohio State last night. No, I really like his rant, but his he and it is the best rant. But it was, it also, was, the, it was, it was also the only rant. Okay, so it was the best. What are we arguing? Good vote. <laughs> yeah, easy vote. I will tell you if there's any coaches out there listening, which there probably aren't, but. You, why you, how you said one on one, two on two, three on three stuff? Coach Whitlow. Well, other than Coach Whitlow. Yeah, doubt he's listening. Um, the best drill for a defensive player is a one on one. Play one on one. 
because that's all offense is now. It's all right, I, I got you. If I can keep you out of the lane, your team's going to struggle to score. But on the contrary, the best offensive drill is like three on three. Syracuse moved away from the zone. When Syracuse moves away from the zone and starts playing man, you know that there's – that's – I mean, again, to your point, the times are changing in basketball. So, and then, for yeah, offense, you know, three on three, break down, only use part of the court. You know, break basketball is broken down in, in either two on two, three on three at all times. Yeah. So it's just a matter of being able to execute your two on two or your three on three um, to score. But it, we got to be able to utilize screens and shoot the ball. And IU is obviously terrible at it, but that goes for any team in the country. Two things. One, we need to start on our Instagram account posting um, inbounds, five on fives, like plays. We need to act, or offense. We need to actually start posting offense because home run. That's home run and. <laughs> Some of the classics. Um, and now I just actually forgot what the second thing we, we need to do is. Um, <laughs> too much of that hotel tango Yeah. No, but for real, though, um, that's probably going to get our followers up the most is actually putting some good offenses on uh, online. I do have one other thing. Just a tip to everyone. Just a tip? Just, just a tip. Just a tip. Just a tip. You can go ahead right now and take out your March Madness bracket. Fill it out if you want, even though you don't know what's happening. Fill it out. You don't know who's going to be there. Um, go ahead. Take it out back. Take a lighter. Light it on fire because I guarantee you, your bracket's going to be trash. This year is the most impossible to predict year in the history of college basketball. I'll say that. We were, we were just talking earlier before you guys got here. Who is the best team? I don't know. Who's the what? The best team in college basketball. You literally can go through I don't every think we team know. and say glaring weaknesses for yeah. every team. It, I mean, like Louisville is, is who I think should be the best team. But their offense is so stagnant. They stand around and wait for a ball screen. What's the highest seed that's ever won? Uh, March one and all? Yeah. Probably four, four or five, five Yeah. Is this a year where a higher seed, because there's so much parity, might sneak in there and win that? It's possible. I mean, literally, who knows? But I know that your bracket, whoever's listening, your bracket will suck. You heard it here first. <laughs> Damn, that's brutal. You all suck. <laughs> um, we're going to jump into, we got a top five. Um, Regan, this has kind of been your segment um, that you wanted to introduce. Oh, wow. You want, to, you want to introduce this week's top five? So, a lot of people on Twitter and TV and podcasts are doing something of the decade. And I want to do something just like a little bit different. Like, uh, places are doing, who are the top, who's the basketball players of the decade? Who are the top five players of the decade? And I want to do something a little more specific and a little more unique that you don't just hear anywhere. So we're going to actually mix it up a little, and we're going to go NBA. And we are going to go your team of the decade. And this doesn't mean who are the top five players of the decade. It means if you are assembling a team from basketball players in the last decade, which it would be NBA players, who is your team? And you have to go by positions. So you can't take people out of position. You have to go by position. So we're going to go through kind of snake around the horn 
And we'll take all of our point guards, all of our shooting guards, and all the way up. So, let's roll. Top starting lineup since 2010 10. of the decade. No statistics. No, it's it's totally biased. Totally biased. So we decided the order a little bit um, before we started recording. Um, while we're while we're sitting here, do you just want to start off, Reagan? Sure. Okay. What? How are we doing this? Are we are we going point guard, shooting guard, yes. power forward? No, let's do it. Small let's forward. do it in the order that they would do a starting line. Small forward. Power forward, center, point guard, shooting guard. Podcast. Go ahead and start us off, Reagan. We're going small forwards first, and I'm taking KD. I think KD is the most difficult human being on the planet to guard right now. What position was that? Small forward. Small forward. See, that was a tricky one because with the positionless thing, there's like sometimes people got like three positions. That's now. true. But I took him. I took him over LeBron. I took him over Kawhi. I think I think KD is the hardest person in basketball to guard. Yeah, that's uh. Now, what, I, what, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say, in general, that's just a very difficult position to choose from because you have guys like LeBron, Giannis. I mean, is Giannis a? What is Giannis? I count Giannis Every as position. a four because Giannis does play the four for the Bucks. Okay. You got Kawhi, you got Paul George, you got Melo. There are a, a lot of guys throughout that. I mean, that that's is, probably that, the best position in the in this decade. 
I think yeah. it's the most. Uh, maybe that's. I think if you look at teams that have won, that may be almost the most important position. Now the Warriors are an exception. He's guess, your he's your most important. efficient offensive player, and he's your best defender, hands down. And he can handle the ball. You can give him the ball with two minutes left, and know he's going to knock down the free throw or go coast to coast and make a great pass. Um, obviously, nobody's going to argue with you there, Reagan or KD. Um, Actually, I think a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Not gonna that's argue. Exactly, I'm not going exactly. to argue with you, but it's not who I. <laughs> that's have. what I mean. Like it's there's so many guys at this position that it's like, eh. You're, you can you're, take three. You're, you yeah, can take three guys here, and I, I would say you're you're okay. Exactly. Okay, Tommy. I mean, I'm gonna go with LeBron. I mean, I I think uh, you can argue with me if you want, but. <laughs> You're an idiot if you do. Well, sounds like Megan would argue. I can't argue against him. No. I think now we can argue. Just because we have different doesn't mean you have to argue. I mean, I will, I'll say, in my opinion, I think LeBron might be the best athlete that has ever lived. Athlete. Cristiano Ronaldo? Can I go up? He plays soccer. He could not play in the NBA or the NFL. Do you he could be a kicker, maybe. Think, we don't know. Serious question. Do you think LeBron could have been an all-pro receiver? I think so. Tight end, receiver. I, I think, think so, too. I think he'd have been unbelievable. Which brings up another top five that me and Noah talked about, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that as a, uh, a mystery for okay. now. Okay, okay. Um, but, I mean, LeBron just – it's LeBron. He's four MVPs, three championships. I think he every time he won a championship, he was the MVP of the finals. And, Look. Playoffs, fifteen times All All Star, twelve time All NBA, five time All Defense, and I know me and Prangy we fight about LeBron all the time because I will because Prangy's the definition of a hater. I will but, say the, LeBron's defense the last few years has left something to be desired. Yeah, I mean he's how many seasons has he played? You will not hear me say one bad thing about LeBron's on the court issues when he goes. Well, it, if you're gonna bring that up, bring up KD's off the court issues. It, They're worse, in my opinion. But you know what? KD's so consistent with his message. It's like, all right, KD. If you if we tweet at KD right now, he's probably going to answer us. Or if we if we DM him, yeah. He's but if we going say something us. bad, he's gonna like go into depression and like. No, he's probably yes. gonna be like he's probably gonna be like fuck you. I got. Two rings and two MVPs suck my nuts. And listen, Tommy, nobody I don't think anybody's gonna argue with you against you just LeBron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, honest LeBron is LeBron's right here on the top of my list. So. You know, but that that brings I'm I'm talking about, you know, we 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 text back and forth about LeBron and his you you hate his off the court stuff and whatever, but all I was I'm actually going to bring all that. I'm up. I was is last bring... night his kid had a basketball game and his dad was not there. What an unsupportive father. That's ignorant. His dad was not at his own basketball game. Okay, the last time he was at his basketball game, you're complaining about how he was acting at the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say either either sit you're there. A, you're the definition of a hater. There's no win. Either there's no there. win. Either sit there and don't. Act a fool on the court, or at least show up. One of the two. But, Either be there, okay. or, or or be beside, there. Be beside quiet. the point, the the off the court thing. But 
I was going to bring that up a little bit with KD. I actually like KD a lot, and I think he's, like Reagan said, probably one of the, maybe the hardest player to guard in the history of the NBA. But, uh, you know, there's something about KD's, like, mental game, and I don't know that he gets along with people that well. I just, there's something about him that I feel like, I think LeBron would be a better teammate than KD. I think LeBron's got to the point where he's okay being kind of second fiddle. Yeah, which I think that says a lot about him. Uh, we're not going to get into this. No, your pick. Well, you, well, let's talk about, yeah. let's bring up Melo. Melo was not okay with that, and it just kind of down-spiraled his career. I agree. Which, kind of similar to Chris Paul. I if, mean, if you're still, I think, Le, I mean, you, we still see what numbers LeBron can put up, and he's still willing to, like, Step aside a little 20, bit. Twenty. He's he's averaging like twenty five, eight, and seven or ten. And I know you're a Kobe fan, but he kind of did the same thing where he wasn't willing to. But he, right. Kobe was on some terrible teams down the stretch. Oh. Let's let's, let's move on. Let's yeah, move I'll on. make my pick. But I guess before I make my pick, so I don't have to backtrack. Do we consider Durant and KD having? Power forward slash small forward because some websites have them listed as that and some don't. Durant? Yeah. I've seen Durant listed at small forward slash power forward on a few websites I just looked at. And the same for LeBron. So that's my question before well, I make my pick at the three. In my opinion, you're making your own team. Put whatever person you want to yeah. at what position. I mean. But if we're going fine. by position. I mean, it's by position, but if you have someone that. But if, if there's any argument, if there's any argument that they could play both positions, if you want them to play that position, it's your team. Your team. So if that's the case, uh, give me uh, give me LeBron at the uh, at the three. I don't need to to go into it. I just think he's a he's gonna mess us up. He was a I mean he's a point forward. Yeah, he's not the best shooter in the world. I don't need him to do that. He rebounds. He's leading the league in assists right now. He, I mean, he can just do it all. Yeah, defense hasn't been the most desirable the last few years. But if he wants to, if he wants to lock down someone, I think he can still still do what he needs to do. Give me LeBron at my three. Okay. I'll disagree with the lockdown statement. But continue. I don't think you'll hear anybody argue with you on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Because they all already argued with me. <laughs> all right. If I'm piecing together a team and I'm putting a small forward. Nobody cares. I am putting uh, – we, we talked LeBron. We talked KD. Giannis is debatable at his position. Kawhi, Paul George. Thank you for giving us all the possible choices. Just tell us yours. Melo, Paul Pierce. A lot of recent guys that have been that – are, that are still playing. A lot of guys that are still out there. I mean, on this list, one, Bojan two, three, four, five. Just Bogdanovich. tell us who you <laughs> pick. A lot of those guys are still playing. This isn't top five small forwards. It's yours. Pick yours. If I'm assembling a team, hands down, probably my first overall pick, Vince Carter. I'm putting. I knew that. I knew this was going to come into play at some point. <laughs> I'm taking since since 2010. Vince Carter. Since 2010, you take Vince Carter. So, so wait. This brings up another good point that I was actually me and Noah were talking about earlier. I I did not know because we didn't discuss this. Is it just there's like how they played since 2010, 
or not. Like, yes. Well, we didn't, we, like, because in other discussions, it's been like, well, his last year was in 2010, so he still counts for the decade. Yeah. I'm so. going to say from the 2010, from then on. Okay, well, that changes right. my whole fucking list. Which, which is to my point, mine's going to be a very good one when we put this on the poll. Uh, Vince Carter. Judas Priest. Vince Carter, putting him out there. Hand, I mean, what are we talking about? The insanity. This guy shaped the modern day NBA. There is no LeBron James without Vince Carter. There is no Giannis without Vince Carter. I mean, Vince Carter was the first international superstar Agree to NBA player. I would so. say neither one of those players are. Like All Vince right, Carter let's go ahead and go to power forwards. How about your backup? Let's get your pick out of the way. Power forwards. Um, Again, I'm taking Vince Carter at the, uh, the small <laughs> forward. Got him at two positions. <laughs> no power forward. Power forward. I am. Um, I have a Vince Carter rookie card. It's worth so much money. <laughs> this power forward. Power forward. Um, there were three guys. I'm going. <laughs> Golly. I'm going with uh, Kevin Garnett. Going with KG, straight out of college or straight out of high school. When did he retire? I you do realize this is people from this decade. Like if we were making a list for what? people from two thousand, you, your list would be okay. Well, but you're in the wrong. Decade. I get where he's coming from because no, yeah, I was on like, the, I was on the same page yeah, as him. No, yeah, that's exactly what Tommy just said five minutes ago. We you, didn't know. We should have clarified yeah, this before. So I don't give a shit about like. I'm going. I'm. I might be pandering to the crowd, but I'm going with Kevin Garnett. All right. I, I'm pick. not gonna argue because I was on the same page yeah. as you, and he was on my list because I was like, "Who are you putting? Tim Duncan or, or I Dirk?" Thank you. Wait. wait. Thank you. Go so, ahead, Noah. Let's get to Tommy so we can get to Regan. We can rip my, his ass. My pick. If we're going, <laughs> I like it. I love it. Since we're going 2010, and you guys allowed me to do Durant and LeBron as Small forward, power forward. I'm going Durant as my power forward. Current modern day NBA since 2010. Give me someone that can stretch the floor, hit shots, defend multiple positions. Even lately, Durant's protected the bucket. I mean, with the Warriors, his lately? defense really picked up. Well, I mean, not right now. He probably still could <laughs> over there yelling at teams as they're shooting threes in the corner. Um, he's still doing his thing. But go ahead and give me them. Give me LeBron and Durant at the three and the four. This prime was not in this... Decade, but he did play in this decade, which is where my head was at. I think he does have one NBA championship in this decade, but his prime, all his, all his glory was in the the decade before. I'll give you that. We didn't specify, um, but fifteen time All Star. I mean, the best bank shot that ever existed. Um, no doubt. Um, just. I had to pick him because, like like I said, we didn't discuss this. Now, if I was going in this decade, um, I'll go ahead and give that pick too. I would probably say Anthony Davis. Okay, I took Giannis. I think Giannis is playing the four a lot for Bucks. He's been really good the last few years. Um and he's just got to keep getting better. So. I want to rewind to Tim Duncan real quick because I did have an interesting <laughs> fact about Tim Duncan. I don't know if anybody knows this, 
So Tim Duncan was actually a promising swimmer in the Virgin Islands. I actually didn't know that. And he was, that was where his career was headed until a hurricane literally took out the only pool he had to swim in. And he, did, and he started playing basketball. His first basketball game was in the ninth grade because he couldn't swim anymore. Thank God for that hurricane. Thank you, Hurricane. I think it was Hurricane Hugo. I don't think anybody's been more happy for a hurricane to happen than him. No, I think Greg Popovich is probably the happiest. It's true. Both probably are very happy guys. But anyway. Greg Pop would be there regardless. I, yeah, but he wouldn't have done what he did. He'd be fired by now. CBA. You want to? I'm sorry. All right, centers. Uh, I got AD. He's the most versatile, best defensive center. Wait, who who's your power forward? Giannis. Giannis. Okay, sorry. Center. Yeah, Did AD. you want to talk about him any? No. Cut, I, don't, okay. I don't need to explain my picks. You do realize? Yeah, I do realize that Giannis or AD's been the most versatile, best center in since 2010. I don't, I don't even want to say my center, kind of, because it's it's another pre. He's, his prime was in the – no, it's actually Dwight Howard. Actually, that would have been probably the only other person that I would have I mean, he's gonna He's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I know we forget that, but he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, with Dwight Howard, you know, he's had his issues with teams and, and, and such. But back in the day, I mean, he was dominating – down low. He, when I think of Dwight Howard, actually, the first thing that comes to my head is when he dunked on the 12-foot goal. Was, yeah. Wasn't it a 12-foot goal in the dunk contest? Like, yes. kind of easily. Superman K. Yeah. Kryptonite. Oh, but, I mean, just his de- de- defensively, like, a, just a force down low, rebounder. And, and now he's actually kind of making a little bit of a, a comeback with the Lakers. He look, He's looked really good this year. Now, all the he somehow gets every point he gets off dunks, but uh, I picked Dwight Howard. Just people forget he took a, a Magic team of Jameer Nelson, Hito Turkoglu, and Rashard Lewis to the finals. Boy, nothing be knocking on Jameer good, Nelson. Good, good players, great players, but Dwight Howard is is the reason that that happened. Um, my center actually went with Anthony Davis as well. Um, along the lines of what Reagan said. Offensively, defensively, he's just so versatile. Um, he can step out, hit shots. He protects the rim, rebounds. He just can do it all for me. He can switch on the floor, guard guys smaller than him. He just does it all. Best unibrow in the game. Yes. X-Factor. <clears throat> My center, um, I have two names written down, and I do realize that he played in Boston in 2010 and 2011. Is going to be Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, Kendrick Perkins. I'm taking Shaq. Um, again, because we didn't state any of the parameters of this, um, I'm taking Shaq. I did have AD written down. So AD, are we? Do you want me to do um, your point guard? My point guard. Yeah. This should be good. Point guard. I'm gonna go with um, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, though, <laughs> though he was not 
Allen Iverson, though he was not in the NBA, he was actually playing basketball in Istanbul. He was still playing basketball, and to not have Allen Iverson as your top point guard would be a disservice to humanity. So I am putting Allen Iverson. Um, it would my, be a disservice to humanity to have a guy that didn't really play point guard as your point guard. All right, my point guard. Um, I went with, and I know no one else is going to pick him, but he's my favorite player, Russell Westbrook. I know he takes a lot of heat, taking too many shots, but if I'm coaching, he's going to move the ball, he's going to rebound, he's going to distribute, he's going to guard. Um, Cancer. Give me Russell Westbrook. He doesn't take any games off. He doesn't take any plays off, which is very rare in today's NBA. He comes out ready to play every night. Give me that guy. I just have a problem. I don't know why I've always had a problem with Russell Westbrook. I know people don't like him. I don't. Think, I love him. I th- my theory is he's not a good teammate, and that's because. He, I mean, he he's got the numbers. Why can't he? Why can't he? get to where he needs to be to win a championship or even get to a championship. He had Paul George. He had Kevin Durant. He had James Harden. He doesn't seem to mesh well. Yeah. I don't know. When, when him and Durant were about to beat the Warriors, I, I don't know. Do you guys go back? Look at Durant's numbers those games. Durant was garbage. Durant was a shell of himself. Durant was like... I don't know. And then he pulled the most coward move of all time and went to the team that just set the record for most wins ever and just beat them, and they haven't beat. So, I, I don't know. Give me that guy. Yeah, and, that, you, and, and, you, and you picked Durant. I did, because nobody can guard him. Yeah. No one can guard him. And Durant will be so happy. There's so many stars on the team. He's going to be in heaven. All right, well, I went with uh, Steph Curry. Coming from Indiana and uh, growing up loving Reggie, it's hard for me to say, but Steph Curry's the best shooter that has ever walked the face of the earth. Um, When you have to guard a guy, basically the second he steps past half court because he can make it from there, um, it does a lot lot for you. He, he, He set the record for most threes in a season. And then just keeps breaking it. I was <laughs> say he broke he broke his own record. He's broken it three times, I think, and it it's went it's went up quite a bit. Like yeah. the first time he broke it, it was like two hundred and seventy, and now it's four hundred and something. Um, but big Steph Curry fan. I think he uh, I think he's a hard worker. I think he's a good teammate. I think he's the best shooter of all time. Love Steph Curry. He's my he's leading my team. Uh, I got Steph, too. <clears throat> he's good. He's really – I don't think it's close. Um, I think he's the best – since 2010, he's had the best 10-year span of, of any point guard. Um, and then shooting guard – Well, hold on. Before you move on, I mean, nobody has changed the game more than Steph Curry has, Correct. right? He, he I mean, that's, that's like – Yeah. He, he did the basketball it, what Peyton did to football. Wow. You know what's funny is like, and some people would say like football because of all the offense that there is, and there's so many rules, it's kind of ruined football. Has Steph, kind of talking about your college transition, has he done anything to basketball that's really made it a one-on-one game? Has he? Oh, yeah, sure he has. You know, everybody 
wants to be Steph Curry. And he has revolutionized the three-point line and made it, you know, even bigger than it was. But he's also, I, based on my rant earlier, you could say he's hurt the game. So put a percentage, like how much has he hurt? How much has he helped? Or like what? how would well, you describe the, it? What has he done the, for basketball? He's hurt the lower level of basketball. He's helped the NBA. I get that. Yeah, I mean, hey, you won't hear anybody argue for, with you. <laughs> All right, shooting guard. If I'm going from 2010 on, I'm going Clay Thompson. I don't want James Harden and his nonchalant. I don't give a crap. I'm the worst teammate ever. Bad defense. Give me Clay Thompson. I'll take I'll take a guy that strokes it. Take a guy that's unselfish and a guy that'll play lockdown defense. If I'm going off of your guys' characteristics, it's Kobe. Tommy. I had Kobe. <laughs> I had Kobe. <laughs> so, yeah. Kobe for me, I mean, I don't. I actually don't, didn't like Kobe until, like, after his career, oddly enough. But his, like, toughness and competitiveness. And the, and the thing that, like, when you, when, I, when you look back at Kobe, I think it was, it was either, like, 2013 or 2014, which would have been his, what, how – Probably fifth, something like that. Fifteenth yeah. year in the NBA. He I was mean, in the what year? Draft. I think it was 2013 or 14. No, it was it, that would have been close to his twentieth year because he was he was in the '96. And draft, I and so. I and I may be wrong on some of those here, but it was, it was around that time when there the Lakers were kind of they had an injured injury plagued year, but they were still a playoff team. And I think he was had the most minutes. Out of anybody in the NBA, uh, yeah, that's because he and they. I'm pretty sure that they were trying to shut him down. Like they were trying to say, like, and he wouldn't let. Him. Yeah, he's like, no, I need to play. We're, like, if we're gonna win, I need to play. Um, I think, I think, shortly after that, he tore his Achilles, which, whatever. But I mean, he's just so <laughs> he's just so tough and he's just so competitive that I'm playing. You're not gonna sit me. You you overlooked it. He tore his Achilles, hit two free throws, and then walked off the court. Like right. he hit his free throws and then walked off the court yeah. with the torn Achilles. That that's Kobe for me. Um, just to jump on Kobe real quick because I had him as well. He won the 2010 NBA championship. He was an he was the MVP of that game. Obviously kicked off the decade, right? Obviously an All Star. Exactly. So, I mean. Given my starting five earlier, obviously I was going to have Kobe. Right. He's he's the only one on this list that I didn't have multiple people written under. He's the only one on this list was Kobe. So, Noah, close us out, man. Yeah, I was between Harden and Klay Thompson. Looking at the rest of my team, though, I just I don't need a guy that can handle the ball. I don't need a guy that's going to create for others. I just need a guy that's going to play defense and hit shots, and so I took Clay Thompson. Your I think that gives like me. I think that gives me a pretty balanced offense as far as guys that can create their own, guys that can hit shots and defend. Give me that. I'll take it, Clay Thompson. Do you think um, did, did Clay resign with Golden State, or is he on his last year? I think he. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think he might have resigned when. Uh, Should we go back through and everybody just state their starting lineup? I think we need to do a graphic and vote on it. Yeah, we'll do that. <clears throat> Post a Twitter poll, a Facebook poll, or something, and 
and get the fans vote who's got the best starting lineup. Next time, maybe we'll set some more parameters so it's a little bit more, <laughs> more consistent. So we have Vince Carter, Shaq, Kobe, Iverson. <laughs> no Istanbul stats allowed. Skyler's team, team, Skyler's your, team in 2000 to 2010 would kill everyone. <laughs> you had a great 2000 to 2010 this, team. This whole new decade thing really confuses me. I, it's a new I, decade, not a new it, century. Well... I, I went back to 2000. Sky, Skybox, Skybox was d- debating if he should have Magic Johnson at point guard. <laughs> I had Magic so, and Larry and Michael. I really thought your shooting guard, your small forward, you were going to say Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> no. I got money um, on this game not looking good. Yeah, me either. I got Villanova money line. Did you bet on this one? What did you bet? Same. Again, go ahead and uh, follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter, at Hoosier Picks. Um, Regan, do you want to give your um, action app? No, not today. Not today. All right. (laughs) Any any particular reason why? Not today. Not today. All right. So um, follow us on those social medias. Um, I'll get this up. Really won't help you for Wild Card Weekend because I probably won't release this till Monday. So we uh, appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.